toward the front door, but suddenly I freeze. The air feels different. What is it? Then I see what's missing. Dad's pictures, the ones from the bookshelves and the piano, and even the ones on the wall. He took the Paris prints and the photos of his parents, leaving spaces where the paint is lighter. When did he come to pick up his stuff? When I look back at Mom, she's tiny under the high ceiling of the room, nestled alone in the far corner of the couch. I could help her, keep her company. But here she is shoving me out the door. I slam out, trying to bang the front door, which is hard since I'm dragging my suitcase. I walk fast, the way I do, five blocks to the number 62 bus. Everything feels strange today. Even the sun is an odd red color from the fire, as if marking the end of the universe as I know it. Just as I'm coming around the corner, I hear the bus roar up in front of the library steps, so I sprint through the smoky air and get there in time to see the green-striped bus glide past. I holler, only the driver doesn't hear or doesn't care. Since the light at the corner is still red, I dash over as the bus slows down, but it pulls away before I can bang on the door. A few other girls are hanging out at the bus stop, laughing. I've seen them at school. One of them is shaking her head so her dreads wave around and the beads click against each other. I realize I'm staring, watching them strut and shoot each other's pictures, making silly faces. But they're not paying any attention to me. I wonder where they're going. We all climb onto the next bus. They hop up first and prance to the back, talking and singing, clapping, taking up every inch of space with their giggles and loud voices. I sprawl out behind the driver, leaning back into the seat. I'm not there two minutes when something hits my shoulder and lands by my right foot. A wadded-up sheet of yellow paper. I whip around. The bus is empty, except for the girls laughing in the back. What are you looking at? The smallest one asks with a wicked grin before she rolls her shoulder and turns her gaze out the window. You, I say, raising my eyebrows before I swivel my head back, but I add sotto voce. Don't do that again. Do what? She snaps back at me. Throw stuff, I sigh, wondering if they're trying to be friends or only fooling around. While we roll along, I stare out the window. My neighborhood is so green it's like a park, with oak and maple shade trees and lawns bordered by roses. Here, where El Camino Boulevard changes its name to Martin Luther King, storefronts sprout up. Cajun fish, easy credit, and best beauty supplies. By the time I get to Dad's corner, everybody is black or Latino. Why did he have to move all the way to San Joaquin Boulevard at the very edge of Canyon Valley? I hop down at the corner of Muir Street. The three girls are still on the bus and bump my suitcase down the steps. Hey, good looking, a man calls out. He's old, moving slow. He doesn't look scary, but the three guys down the block do. They're leaning on a beat-up blue car blowing puffs of smoke with a radio blasting. I tighten my hand around the suitcase handle and cross to the other sidewalk, even though Dad lives on this side. The street is straight and broad, bordered by a few spindly oaks turning orange. When the guys look over, I stride faster, holding my head up and shoulders back, trying to look cool. 
as if I'm just in a hurry to get someplace. Hey! A shout, but I can't hear the rest of it due to the reggae. At the corner, I almost run back two houses to Dad's where a bunch of agapanthus, blue and white, line the sidewalk. I take the steps two at a time, nine of them. That's my unlucky number, though it's Jessica's favorite. I shiver. When I look around behind me, the block is quiet except for the guys at the blue car and a truck rattling by. Dad's apartment is the top half of the house. I press the buzzer over and over, but Dad doesn't open the door. He might be late since he had to pick up Jimmy at school. Another reason I didn't need to come. Furiously, I dig into my pocket for his key ring. The first one, with the red rubber cover, won't fit into the keyhole, no matter how I jiggle it. But the second one glides right in and turns.